At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Let's get ready to rumble! Senior Nation jam-packed show today. Peloton up 5%. What's up, discipline investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Rasnick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday, 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 one day before my favorite day of the week, hump day. What's up, everybody? You're here on the Power Hour. That means you are at the Trade Idea Show. That's what we're going for, guys. For these next 60 minutes, we want to get the ideas flowing. There should be no better resource, no better way to spend 60 minutes of your day for finding trade investment ideas than on this show. Uh, Ideas will be flowing for myself. They will be flowing from the guests that we bring on. But most importantly, let's get the ideas flowing out of the chat. So, so I'm going to make the first ask of the day, guys. What's up? What's up? Drop your tickers in the chat. If you have stocks, if you have tickers that you want us to take a look out, a look at. If you have stocks or tickers you want us to take a look at, put those tickers in the chat. We will get to them. I promise you we, we will have time today. Uh, and, and we're going to get rocking and rolling through it. Uh, on my radar for the day, let me give you just the, the list of tickers that I have queued up for us. Uh, Tesla. We, we took a trade in Tesla last week. We, we made an options trade live on the show. This is a swing trade, like a one, two-week trade time horizon. So, so we're going to be checking in on that one and, and seeing how we're sitting on that trade. Uh, uh, Torchlight. We had to talk about Torchlight. Uh, Voyager Digital, Carparts.com, Celsius. That's Those are the list of tickers that I'm going to try to get through in, let's call it, these next 15 minutes or so. All right. So we are going to be flying. Uh, then we're going to be bringing our first guest of the day on to talk about UFOs. Seriously, I'm not joking. We're going to be talking about UFOs. Uh, it's going to be a space play. So, so stay tuned. We're going to get to that right at around 1230 ET. I see your tickers flowing through the chat. We will get to them. Uh, I, I see that somebody dropped in Alfie. Let's start the day off there. Ticker ALF. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Boom. Look at this one. Ticker ALF. Alfie, we had the CEO on the show last week, guys. Literally last week on the show. 
people gave gave the bullish breakdown on it. Stock up 65% today. Why is it up? Check it out. Uh, I, I just threw this one up here. I'm going to drop this link in the chat, guys. Share this tweet around because that's what we're out here doing for all you. Um, but Benzinga broke the news on the stock. So, so, so the Benzinga news desk, we were the first ones to report that Alfie is going to be, uh, uh, bringing a buyback to market. Uh, the, the, the company told us that they're going to be executing a $2 million share buyback, um, you know, and, and then re-emphasize what, which the CEO talked about when he was on this show on the power hour last week, talked about keeping the float tight and being out there for the retail investors is a priority for the company. Um, you know, 2 million shares, right? It may not seem like it's a, a, a huge buyback, but I mean, it's a relatively small cap stock that we're talking about here. So so stock is up 65% today. If we look back over the past month, I mean, it's had a monstrous run. Um, again, guys, you saw it first on this show. Uh, there we go. Sh- sh- shout out Mike in the chat. He got into this one. Uh, I- I'm going to throw this out here, guys. Uh, if anybody else was in Alfie, you, you found it on Power Hour, and you are appreciating that 70% run that we have today. Give, give me the, a heck yeah in the chat or something. You can do a one, whatever, if you're lazy. But boom, first ticker of the day, ALF, huge winner. Um, we, we see the stock did put in a high around $14. If you're not in this one now, you're looking for a day trade or a swing trade on the stock. $14 is the level to check out. Um that, that's one that I'd be looking for if, if I don't have a position now and I want to get into it. Yeah, there we go. There, there's a ton of zingers in the chat who got into this one. All righty. Um, all right. Ne- ne- next up on the list, let, let, let's hop to some of these next tickers that we have. Uh, Tesla, ticker T-S-L-A. Um, if you guys recall last week on the show here, I'll zoom this in. This is a five-day chart, five-minute candles. Last week on the show, we, we put together a bullish th- thesis on Tesla. And, and the way that we got long the stock is that we actually sold puts against it. So, so rather than buying shares of Tesla outright, we, we sold puts against the stock. Let's pull the live brokerage account into view here on our screens. This is my real interactive brokers account that we look at every single day on this show. So, so, so the trade that we made on Tesla... Is is we we sold the July second. So what is that? That gives us about ten days out. So so we're still ten days out. It was two weeks out when we made the trade. So ten days out from now, we sold the July second five hundred and fifty strike puts. Um, let's see if we have an average price in here. Okay, so we sold those puts for for an average price of five dollars and thirty nine cents. Uh, so so when we made that trade, we had five hundred and thirty nine bucks credited into our account. The risk that we take on is that we may be forced to buy 100 shares of Tesla for 550 bucks a share. Okay, so we got $539 that day when we placed the trade. I believe it was last Friday. The risk that we take on uh, is, is that we we may have to buy shares of Tesla for $550 each. Um, and, and so right now, the, the, the trade is basically unmoved. So, so, so we have an unrealized gain on the trade of 4.6% right now, basically unchanged, um, you know, going ahead and looking at the chart. Uh, I, I still feel fine about this one. Again, as long as Tesla stays above that 550 strike by July 2nd, we are fine. Uh, we keep the 550 bucks. We're going to roll that money into the next trade. Uh, if, if Tesla falls below 550 bucks, let's say it falls to 500 
we're down 50 bucks a share in our in our buying up shares of Tesla. The 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 way the reason that we came to that 550 strike price uh, as we saw all this buying in here. We saw one day these are daily candles now I'm zoomed out to to 12 months daily candles. Uh so 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 we saw buying here. Here here's one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean there's just a cluster of buying whenever Tesla gets around that 550 560 level. So that's why we we went ahead and we picked that for, for the, the puts that we would sell. Again, we only do this on stocks. We would be fine owning. So I'm going to drop this one in the chat. Second question of the day. Let's fire it up. You guys like the Tesla trade that we put on. You're, you're, you're feeling good about Tesla staying at or above 550 bucks for the next 10 days. Drop me a one in the chat. If not, drop me a two. If by the end of this week, Tesla's moved up or stayed flat, like let's say it gets up to, to 650 or so, we'll, we'll probably have realized about 70% of everything that we can realize out of that trade. We'll go ahead and close it out just so we don't need to worry about it for the second week. Um, but but there is the move there on Tesla. And now I'm starting to see the voting come into the chat again. One, if you like the Tesla trade. Two, if you don't. This is no, you know, World War II. You're not, you know, Switzerland sitting on the sidelines, not picking a side, or maybe it was Sweden. I don't know. What one of those countries? You you got to pick one way or another. Don't worry. You don't have to actually make the trade. I do that for you. Um, so, so that way we we can all hang out there and watch it. So, all right, there's there's stock number two of the day. I told you we're delivering on trade ideas. We're keeping them flying. Uh, so 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 one we had ticker ALF. Two we had Tesla. Let's do one more before we bring our first guest of the day on Voyager Digital ticker VYGVF. Um, and, and all the crypto stocks really are just getting hammered today. Here, here's a one-year chart, daily candles. You saw Voyager break below some some previous support that it had in place right around $15. Uh, this is, of course, happening with the price of Bitcoin. If, if we just take a look at, at the Bitcoin price, here, here's a, a 24-hour chart, right? We... we got hammered so so 24 hour move from the off of the low let's just see that really quick so so off of the low down nine percent uh there, there has been some dip buying and, and some rallying that's happened uh but all the crypto stocks have gotten hammered with that uh, and, and and so let's talk about this so so voyager digital where are we at with the position yesterday producer ab snuck onto my twitter uh, and, and posted this. Yes, I actually left it signed into the computer. Said, what stocks or crypto should I buy right now? I will buy the most liked reply. It's somewhere in this thread. All right, Steve Ehrlich, CEO of Voyager Digital, commented on the Twitter thread uh, and, and said, buy his stock, ticker VYGVF. So you have the CEO of the company themselves saying, you know, what, what's the best stock to buy? that Mine is the one, 205 likes, 15 retweets on that one. So that is absolutely the winner, um, you know. So, so, so I guess I, I have two thoughts here. Um, you, you, you do have weakness in the crypto market, uh, which of course doesn't help, right? I mean, we we're looking at red week after red week after red week on the price of Bitcoin right now, and and the rest of the coins more or less following off of that. Uh, so, so you have weakness in the crypto market. You do have the CEO coming out as a bull in the stock. The company does have a buyback in place. They established that buyback because they said if our share price ever gets to 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 a point where we think it's significantly undervalued, we're going to start buying up shares. So, so you have that as a bull thesis on it. Uh, but I really want to dig into the valuation on this stock. It's something that we used to spend quite a bit of time doing on this show. Uh, I, I closed the the initial position that I had out uh, a couple months ago, some, somewhere around $24 per share, um, but but did recently get back into it. So, so I'm, I'm going to leave this promise for you guys. 
uh, ticker VYGVF. Uh, we're, we're going to do like some DD together. I get a lot of questions. People asking, how do you do due diligence on a stock? How do you come to a valuation number on a stock? So, so, so on a show later this week, either tomorrow or Thursday, we're going to dig into the numbers together, come to, to what we think is a fair valuation on this stock and and then make a decision, uh, as to whether or not we're going to add the position, close the position or let it ride. So if you guys do not tune into the power every day, you don't subscribe to the channel, do that now. Like this stream today, share this stream, and then again, stay tuned because we're going to be doing some live analysis. We'll whip out the Excel. We'll, we'll whip out the SEC filings and, and dig into it. But all right, guys, with, without further ado, I do want to bring our first guest of the day on. Again, we, we always deliver on our promise to bring you guys interesting guests to bring the ideas. We've got a ton of stocks left to talk about after we come back from our guest. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Andrew, what's going on, man? Too long to of a talk. Couldn't agree more. Great to be here, Luke. Is anyone yeah. having more fun than the Power Hour crew today? No, I have the most fun every day. I'm I'm pretty sure. I just, you know, you got to be jolly and have fun, or otherwise, what's the point? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, like, what's happened in your life over the past two years? Because I think it's been about that long. The last time I would have seen you would have been pre-COVID in, in New York. I'm sure we, we grabbed a lunch or something like that. But I mean, it's been quite a while. So, 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 what have you been up to? And, and I guess before we jump into the personal conversation, uh, why, why, why don't you introduce yourself to the group as well? Hi, everyone. Andrew Channon. I'm CEO of Procure Holdings and Procure AM, the company that brought you UFO, the world's first pure play space ETF. There well, we go. Last last two years, it's it's been wild. There's uh, too much to talk about. Like, have you gotten a dog, a cat? You have got some houseplants. Got a dog, got a baby, got a new apartment in New York, and uh, we're keeping keeping very busy over here. We uh, we we launched uh, the company Procure Holdings. We're doing a lot of really exciting stuff, not just in the ETF world. We helped uh, a group that we had been working with for over three years launch an LGBT fund um, under the ticker LGBT. Uh, we're keeping busy and keeping uh, keeping Manhattan alive. Okay, so past two years, quick summary. You launched a space ETF, you got a dog, and you got a baby. And, and probably a bunch more, but that that's those are probably out of those three, which is most exciting. We'll go with the ETF. We'll go with the ETF. Um, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you make the decision. <laughs> all right. So so everybody, the ticker is UFO, and you know how much we love our appropriately named ETFs on this show. Again, UFO, somebody in the chat, drop that in the comments for Zinger Nation so everybody has that ticker handy for them. Um, But all right, Andrew, you're telling us that this is the first pure play space ETF. Obviously, we're just looking at a one-year chart, daily candles right now. Performance has been hot. I mean, it looks like like we've moved 50-ish percent over the past 12 months or so. Um, but, But Andrew, what is in this ETF? So we have a, a, a wide range of companies that are doing all different things across the space industry. The underlying okay. index was uh, co-developed by a former director of research 
at the Space Foundation, uh, one of the individuals that actually helped define what the space economy is and actually tally what space revenues are, the companies that are involved, the sub-industries and whatnot. So we have a really strong team working to build out the index, but we have a strong 80% rule in the underlying index where it rebalances at least 80% of the weight of the, of the index needs to have a majority of their revenues coming from space-related businesses, activities, and services, but also realizing that the some of the diversified aerospace and defense names, think your Bohe, your Boeings, your Lockheeds and such, um, they're major players in space, but it might only represent 20% of their revenues or over 500 million in revenues annually, but they're still major players. So up to 20% of the underlying index at rebalance can be invested in these more diversified, but still large players in the space industry. So you have satellite manufacturers and operators, launch companies, rocket manufacturers. You even have um, some of your communications, uh, think your broadband and 5G internet uh, supporters and whatnot. Um, so you have a really wide range of companies and even space tourism like Virgin Galactic, which seems to be making some pretty big moves today. Okay. And, and, and I'm the slowdown guy on this show. You'll, you'll, you'll learn that quickly. So, so, so just to recap, let me make sure I understood this right. 80% of the ETF holdings are in businesses that have the majority of their revenue as a result of space activities. Is that accurate? Correct. All right. And, and, and guys, I, I just went to the website, by the way, awesome website design. Just like we, we love our, our awesome ETF, Nate. Tickers, UFO, it doesn't get a ton better than that. You might give our friends at Direction a run for their money. They, they've got some pretty good tickers. Um, but, but the website totally fits the brand. Uh, I, I'm looking at the top 10 holdings right now, guys. Uh, you have them up on the screen, but I'll read a couple of them out. We've got Orbcom, Maxar Technologies, Iridium, uh, Dish Network, Virgin Galactic, Trimble, Garmin, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, so Andrew, let, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, you, you launched the space ETF. What was the impetus for doing it? What was it something that you guys looked at and you said, Hey, this is going to be a big market at some point in the future. Did you see user demand for it? I mean, what, why now, why, why this fund, uh, et cetera. I've been involved in many first to market thematic ideas over my career. Um, ideas that some people thought, didn't make sense when we launched them, and now they're you know ideas that have you know billions and and uh, you know invested in them, as well as multiple issuers bringing out similar types of products. Um, I, areas like mobile payments, like cybersecurity, like junior silver, and, and many other themes. Space was one of these industries that, until recently, there weren't a lot of pure play companies, and there weren't many companies, um, you know, with, with really that, that focus on space. But realizing how this industry has evolved significantly, um, somewhat from technological advancements like reusable rockets, which help drive the costs for launch down significantly, as well as other uh, technologies that are reliant upon space-based systems. So think 5G, blockchain, internet of things, connected devices, cloud computing. In many cases, these are massive data transfers from point A to point B, and satellites are actually playing a major role, um, and we call them the, the digital data toll operators on the digital data superhighway. And so there are many different use cases for space, and there's so much that we're doing. We're seeing increased government spending. We're seeing companies now that the commercialization of space has really um, just really started up. And this is a theme that we believe is extremely long-term, and it's something that touches almost every single publicly traded company already today. Okay. 
Absolutely. Um, and, and Andrew, let, let me ask you this too. You, you alluded to it at the beginning of that response that, that you've launched a lot of products over your career. Um, you know, th those out there who don't know you as well as I do, which is probably a cool entrepreneurial story. So uh, for starters, I showed up to an interview that I didn't have at a specialist firm called Kellogg Group. And I ended up getting getting the job out of all the candidates. And I was placed with the largest uh, ETF specialist trading firm on the floor of the American Stock Exchange at the time. Worked my way up, became a lead market maker for new issues for global and international equity ETFs being listed on the ARCA Exchange. Was pushed by another firm to build out an ETF prop trading desk. Gave a bunch of ETF ideas to existing issuers. And eventually they said, why do you keep on giving us your ideas? We've launched them and we've made a bunch of money. Why don't you try launching your own ETF company? So I co-founded a company called Pure Funds, where we sponsored the launch of 10 first to market ETFs. Um, and through many trials and tribulations, um, have done a lot to, to try to build out a, a new type of company where we own, operate our own infrastructure and we help third parties bring their ETF ideas to market, as well as specializing in a couple other types of financial vehicles and wrappers, even doing some IP and consulting along the way. So um, ha have touched many different areas of the ETF world, but being an innovator of product concepts and hopefully delivering themes to investors where maybe it was difficult to get access to, maybe it was difficult to get global exposure to, bringing this instant diversification through thematic investing to you know, many investors around the world. Yeah, and, and, and I, I love it because it's just like such a gritty story. You know, like you had a space that you were passionate about and, and you know, you, you were dropping ideas. You weren't making any money. You were just coming up with the ideas because you love them. And, and then eventually figured out how to turn it into a business. And I mean, I've launched some really cool products. Um, uh, question out of the chat. Um, do, does UFO invest in any SPAC space startups or, or you know, post-merger SPAC deals, um, you know, for space companies? So the underlying index um, won't at, currently at the moment won't add companies that are target companies in the SPAC. However, once that company has actually successfully despaced, it can be eligible for consideration. Um, Virgin Galactic was uh, you know, one of the first uh, of those names to actually make it into the index. And now it's, I believe, one of the top five holdings of UFO. And actually, just recently, last week, the fund underwent um, its uh, semi-annual reconstitution and uh, AST Space Mobile, uh, another another company was just added, um, not necessarily a SPAC name, but MDA, a Canadian firm. Uh, many many have associated with the other company Maxar. Um, okay. you know, a, a newly uh, launched company on the Nasdaq has also made it in since this last rebalance last week or reconstitution. All right, there we go. Let me just crack my second bubbly of the day here. Um, but but all right, what what about the the LGBT ETF? You, you mentioned that one at the top. I, I know that it's not your fun, but but you said it was a product that you helped bring to market. What What is the symbol there? Uh, where, where did the idea come from? What does it consist of? How do you decide what to put into that ETF? Uh, definitely an interesting product and one I'm not familiar with. Over three years ago, we were approached by a company now known as LGBTQ Loyalty Holdings that wanted to um, build a product that they believed that their community could get behind and was supportive of LGBTQ values um, and really supportive of those companies that are aligned with this community. And okay. so after working with them for years, what we wanted to do is build something that was truly inclusive and something that we thought that this community could get behind and support. So what it does is it looks at a universe of, of roughly 500 of the largest U.S. publicly listed companies. There's an and, and is that basically looking at the, the S&P 500 constituents or, or does it go a ton beyond that? 
a, a little bit beyond that. Okay. And so then there's an ESG screen that's put on top of that. So several hundred companies are removed. Then with those remaining companies, a survey goes out to over 150,000 LGBTQ plus households across the country. And based on the results that we received from that survey, asking them questions about brand loyalty, companies that they believe are supportive of the community and whatnot, we end up with a universe of 100 companies um, from this survey that are weighted based on other fundamental metrics. So what we've noticed, though, is the LGBTQ community in the United States is roughly a trillion dollar economy on their own. And as a demographic, it's actually one of the most loyal spenders and purchasers um, of products and brands that they believe are from companies that are supportive with this community. So the hopes are that with this you know, significant amount of money that can be directed to companies that um, are aligned with this community, Hopefully we're, we're able to find some alpha. So really kind of the benchmark for that index is uh, the S&P 500. The fund's been out since last month, um, but it's something that okay. wasn't wow. just so hey, it's brand new. You, it is. It's been out. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, see, I was trying to pull up some charts and they looked funky. That's because this thing is brand, brand new. So 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 let's here. Here's a one month chart on this, guys. Yeah. And so for us, you know, it was important to, to, you know, if you want to be inclusive, if you want to represent the community, why not go to the community and get what we think is hopefully some valuable feedback from them about these companies that they believe are aligned with their community. And certainly um, this being Pride Month is is a phenomenal time to, to get that word out. Absolutely. All right. So there you go. And again, we on this show, we, we really appreciate when funds have awesome ticker symbols. The space fund ticker is UFO. The LGBTQ fund is LGBT. Very well done, sir. Thank you, Luke. And 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 can you, can you tell us about anything else? Any, any new ETFs that are coming out? I don't know if you have anything that that's you know you can leak or you know you filed for that that we can look forward to. Um. So you know we're we're hopefully expanding into Europe via partnerships through some of our other subsidiaries, working with a company Han ETF. Um, out there. Um, we're certainly at various stages of bringing both uh, concepts of our own as well as helping third parties use our infrastructure to bring their concepts to market as well. We're even looking at a couple different vehicles that I think you and your audience might find pretty exciting that hopefully we'll be able to reconnect on uh, you know, in the not too distant future. Boom. I like it. Alrighty, sir. Andrew, good catching up with you, man. Uh, like we said at the top, it's been far too long you gave us the three three big of the big things that happened to you over the past two years. Whenever we would have had that last lunch in New York before COVID, it was baby, dog, UFO, um, you know, and and we'll all get. All right, throw it out to the chat. Which one of these do you think is the most exciting, guys? Baby, dog, UFO. Um, I, I mean, we're going to get a lot of baby votes. But UFO is a good name, too. I'm also excited about the baby. But, but Andrew, man, we, let, let, let's catch up soon. We're all vaccinated. We can go hang out in person again. So, so let's make it happen. I look forward to it. Thank you, everyone. Absolutely. All right. All right, guys. There it is. Always bringing the ideas. Always bringing the good interviews. So far on this show, if, you, if you're just joining us, I'll give you a recap. We just talked about ticker ALF. That, that was the first symbol that we did. We talked about Tesla. That was the second one that we did. We talked about Voyager Digital. That was the third one we did. And then, boom, we've already hit a fourth symbol. We're 30 minutes into this thing. Uh, it's ticker UFO, a pure play space ETF. So, all right, guys, the, the, those are the tickers that we've had. I want to bring my my good friend, my partner in crime, producer AB, onto the stream with me. Producer AB, this is the Trade Idea Show. This is the Power Hour. We promise users there's going to be no better use of their time for finding trade ideas than right here on this show. Airhorn for that one. Um, 
All right, so so let's hammer some tickers out of the chat. I, I have we're, we're gonna do four tickers, four minutes. All right, let's do it. Happy four Tuesday, everyone. Four minutes. Uh, they're gonna be Torchlight, SSYS, SCR, and AEI. Ooh. All right, these, these are all tickers out of the chat. Let, let's let's make it happen. Okay. Where do we start? I'm gonna throw my screen up on here. Ticker TRCH. That was the first one that was dropped into the chat today. Torchlight. Ooh. Um, torch getting torched today. Torch getting torched today. So here's a one month chart, guys. You see the stock went from what 250 uh, to to north of 11. Right now we're we're, we're at eight dollars. Um, basically, what what happened to? I guess there's a couple things that happened. We'll talk about the story up and then the story down. So story up, we got clarity on the company's merger with Meta Materials. The company also announced a, uh, a a special dividend. Then we had an offering dropped on us, and then we just had the offering raised. Okay, the company's share price appreciated so much that they expanded the offering from 100 million to 250 million. Hugh Henny, our good friend Hugh, is the expert on this stock. He's going to be joining the Power Hour later this week to talk about Torchlight. Give us his view of where it's at. He specifically called. He said. My fear with the company is that they're going to drop an offering on investors. They've basically dropped two on us over the past week. Um, so, so rather than us making a call on this one, I do want to talk to Hugh and then get his sense of where he's at. Right now, I'm on the sidelines. I'm not touching it either way. But again, we're doing four stocks, four minutes, guys, in the chat. If you like Torchlight, drop the one. If you don't like the stock, drop the two. If you're just hanging out on the sidelines like me, drop the three. Please vote one of the three ways. Let's have some fun, right? You can be the boring guy. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Let, let's let's have some fun with it, okay? So, so all right. There, there, there's the deal with Torchlight. Uh, next one. Four stocks, four minutes. S-S-Y-S. Another ticker out of the chat. Stratasys. Um, uh, this is the 3D printing stock, right? Yes, it is. Boom. All right. 3D printing company. Producer AB, when did you get into the stock market? How long ago? Um, I mean, my first investing was like a while ago, probably when I was like 15. But when I really started trading was uh, a couple of years ago. All right. So so you don't remember then. And let's look. This is a 10-year chart I just pulled up with monthly candles. 2012, 2013, the 3D printing stocks were the hottest stocks in the market. Look at that. Look yeah, at that. It was almost it was mean, like... They, they were like EVs are now. There's always something, right? And, and then that. it was 3D printing stocks. Okay, um, so 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 stock is up today, up twelve percent. Ba- basically, on news that another three D printing stock came out, um, and and they said that they're going to be be doing three uh, D printing for soft tissues. Um, my opinion is sell the news on this one, and and, and I'll give you why. One is is is, is it's going to be a while before the deal is realized. It's more of like an intent to do a deal, an intent to get to this. Um, so, so before this is a significant revenue driver, I I would expect that it's going to be literally years. It's a long time to wait Two, the news wasn't even about Stratasys. It it was, it was about another stock, um, 3d systems. I believe that's ticker DDD. Let's see. Yes, it is. And look at AB. I'm gonna take you back on that. Look how crazy the run-up was in this one. Again, 10 to hundred 3d printing stocks were all the rage many years ago. And, and so for that reason, if I had to pick one way or another on Stratasys, here's a two-day chart, I would be on the sell the news, sell the news side of things. All right, so, so there's my call. I'm going to drop this one in the chat as well, guys. Again, one, two, three, four stocks, four minutes. If you like Stratasys right here, hit the one. If you dislike it, hit the two. If you, would, if you don't have an opinion either way, drop the three again. Just, you know, do one of the three, okay? 
Um, I, I'm a two. I, I, I'm, I don't like this one right here. Yeah. Maybe just, where are you at? Just from a chart perspective, it looks very akin the, uh, the 3d printing boom. It looks very similar to what we, what we saw a few months ago with the EV, um, boom. I, I, I don't, I got, I got to agree with you, Luke. I'm not really into the 3d printing companies. You know, it's like, it's like when we saw that first boom in 2012 or whatever, there was all these potential use cases being thrown out for the 3d printers. I don't think we've seen that materialize. Um, and I'm not at this point with both those stocks up already more than 10% each. The, the DDD one was up like 25%. I'm not going to get into them after they've already had this big run up. All right, next stock on the list ticker SCR Score Media and Gaming. Is this a gambling play, AB? Let's look uh, at yes. our trusty Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. Um, okay, yeah, sports betting products. All right, I don't really know this stock. Do you? I knew the first two. I don't really know this one. I know the, no, I don't know this stock specifically, but I do know the space. Um, I think we've seen some other. Uh, gambling companies up today. I know the the uh, Round Hill betting ETF Bet Z is up today. So I don't know if they if the sector just had good news or specifically this company. We'll have to go into Benzinga Pro and see. All right. So so uh, you you have the stock up fourteen percent. We we just cleared a previous high that was put in on what would that have been last Thursday, I believe. Um, we took that high out. I mean, generally speaking, the chart looks okay, not great. Right again, I don't know the stock, so so we're going purely off of the chart. We have sellers at twenty seven fifty, uh, and we have sellers at thirty bucks. Those are the next two levels that we're going to run into. Um, okay, we do have Chris Kaje in the chat saying sport media is a leader in Canadian market. Canada voting on sports betting legislation today. All right, so, so there's news. So right. here's my thing. Okay, uh, let, let's talk about this one again. We're doing our one, two, three. One, if you like the stock. Two, if you dislike it. Three, if you're on the sidelines, start start your voting now for ticker SCR, Score Media and Gaming. Four stocks, four minutes. But, but, but okay, there, there's news. Chris Catchy, Benzinga News Desk coming in with that one. Um, Canada's voting on sports betting legislation today. Uh, the the If you were buying the stock on that news, the time to buy it would have been last week. You have to buy it into the run-up, into the vote. I don't want to hold the stock when the binary event comes out, right? And, unless you think you have some sort of edge as to whether or not this legislation is going to be good or bad, it's going to pass or fail. If you think you have some sort of an edge, go ahead and hold it into the binary event. Otherwise, it's a case of buy the rumor, sell the news, buy it into the vote happening, dump it, and then redecide what once you get the information out there. Um, well, so, I think so me, I'd be a two, dislike this one. Let's see where the vote falls. If you wanted to buy it into the vote, the time to do it would have been last week, not today when the vote's actually going to be taking place. You know, I think a lot of times, Luke, in some of these binary events, as you said, like the vote's either going to be yes or no, even if it is a yes um, sometimes that's kind of priced in and there could still be a sell-off after that news. So yeah, it's definitely a big gamble getting into right now before the news, especially with it up already up almost 14%. Yep. All right. And, and we got, we got a lot of twos on that one. So, all right, one more, four stocks, four minutes, last stock, pulled it out of the chat. Everybody was an early bird, dropped their tickers in early. We are getting to them. Ticker AEI, all set eHome International wild chart this is a one-year chart with daily candles i mean look at this thing so so we went from what six to 30 to six over the course of the past year do you know what this company does um, i don't but benzinga pro will tell us engage property, in property de- development 
digital health, digital transformation, and biohealth activities. I mean, what the hell does it do? Let's go to their website. Guys, if you ever need to understand what a company does really quickly, Investor Deck is the way to go. That That is like the, the tip that I will give you. Or you can just ask me. Or you can ask Jason. Jason, do you know this stock? Yeah. Yep. Okay. The, the chairman is Dr. Chen, Chan, I believe. Is that right? Wow. You know who the chairman is? Damn. Yep. I used to study um, in Fortune magazine all the all the, the approximate market cap of nineteen point nine billion. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's about right. It's uh, it's growing though. About a forty eight percent investment multiple for each investment. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're good. So how do you know them? So 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 this is we're doing four stocks four minutes. This is one that was dropped into the chat. Um, I don't know. Wait, what? I mean, is, how do you have an opinion on a stock like this? I mean, this is wild. But it looks like about, it's a holding company. The score media is interesting that um, Chris Kaji's talking about. It. I've heard a lot about it. FCLR. Yeah, we, we so 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 we just did that one. Look at this chart. The stock's up fourteen percent today. There, there's voting today on legislation in Canada for re, regarding sports betting. My oh, opinion good. is, if you're going to buy it on that news, you should have bought it last week. At this point, you got to wait and see how I that should, news comes out. I should have asked Kevin O'Leary about it. I was talking to him today, and I should have asked if he thinks it's going to go legal. See, he was somebody who'd have an edge as, as yep. to whether or not that news. He's a you know, Canadian guy. And he's involved pretty heavily with a lot of stuff there. Um, I heard you talking about Voyager, so still taking a dip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole crypto market's gotten cracked. We saw Bitcoin run down 10% overnight. Finally getting some buying today. Yeah, it but, did look like it was legging up a little bit. We saw Bitcoin come back up to 32,000 after dropping below 30,000 for the first time since January. Can, could Voyager get back to 16? Oh, look look at this, Jason. I, I've got to show. So, so producer AB went on my computer yesterday. And then look, when, look, when I left my computer signed in, he tweeted out, what, what stock slash crypto should I buy right now? And we have our good friend, Steve Ehrlich, Voyager CEO, said VGX, VGYGF, 200 likes on, on his response that that's the stock to buy. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I own it and you're getting to a price where they have, you know, they have a lot of cash in the balance sheet, lots of cash, and they're making a lot of money. I mean, look at the, quarter, the quarters, right? Yep. And your numbers that you had for the quarter, last quarter were good. So I wouldn't be, and they, they, they do have, thank you, uh, Mr. Kinia. They they do have the ability to do a buyback of shares as well, so yep. that is, um, you know, that it, that is a positive. Um, will you pull up Upwork? I don't know what's going on with Upwork. I yeah, know and, I, I and know producer AB, could shares. you load that one up on your screen? Holy cow! Why am I up? No wonder my account's up today. Um, what is going on? There we go. First air horn of, of your day, Jason. Boom. Wow. Okay. Bring what, happened, what happened with Upwork? Bring it. And if you guys it. don't know Upwork. This is a Jason Rasnick like early, early pandemic play. Like, yep. like, let's just go to a year. He's he's talked about the stock for more than a year. But if we look at just the past year, look at that run, 12 to 54. This was like his high conviction fiction stock. Yeah, I all said, on this show have our high conviction I said, stock. We I said, call them, they work. I said I took a second mortgage out of my house to buy Upwork. I didn't really take out a second mortgage, but it was one of those high convictions. Can you uh, reach out to Upwork, Hayden Brown, their PR, to come on the show? Yeah, let's do it. Upwork CEO 
we'll have a story on Upwork out there soon. We'll have a, a story on Upwork st- soon with the interview. So if you type in UPWK, I'm Ben Zing on the probably at 20 minutes. It'll be, there'll be a story up there. What's up, AOLF up? It was up like 60% on the day last time I checked. Let's check. 77% on the day Wait, right now. From our interview? Well, he was on a couple days or last week, but um, this was on news that we broke this morning that uh, the company was announcing a $2 million buyback. All right. So we just, we you guys got your Benzinga Pro paid for if you're watching us in real time. I mean, we have it in red, so we have it in red exclusive. So look, we got it out at 826. Go out, go to the chart. Let me see. Go, go to the chart. Go to the chart. Eight twenty. Right Where's eight twenty? Yeah. So you would have made sixty percent of your money. Right here is when we broke that story. That big green candle right there. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. And if you h- held on, then you had another like fifty percent of gains the, right there. What's the market cap on this thing? Market cap is small. I believe it's about. We don't have it listed right here, but let me check. It was two point. What's it? What's the price of, that, of it right now? What's the price? The uh, share price is thirteen sixty seven. Oh 13.7. It was 293 when Benzinga did the interview. Yep. So it went from 293 to 13.57. Um, you know, like we should be write an article about how when we cover, did the interview, what it was at, and what's it at now. What, what's the market cap? The market cap is a hundred and seventy million. Float Floats small. Um, I love Happy Muhammad. Uh, I love all of Zinger Nation. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Thank you, guys. I mean, this is the interview with the CEO, and it moved the market 70%. Spencer Israel made a lot of money today for sure. Yeah, Mike Wisdom in the chat was saying that he got in while we had the CEO on the company. Um, Mike, if you want to drop the details in the, of the, the trade in the chat, we'd love to hear yeah. that. We love we love it. I'm joking. Spencer Israel didn't make a trade on it. I just see him in the, the studio, so... I'm just j- joking. Um, yeah, and Kel, we need to keep the tracks of the stocks uh, we cover. If you'd like to send us a t- testimonial, Mike, and we could use in our testimonial page, send an email to powerhour at benzinga.com. Feel free to send an email to E-Trade and say, look, they broke the story on this stock and had the CO on. And it's, um, I mean, what, what's a symbol again? I forgot. ALF. A- ALF, okay. Wow. Um, you guys, I, I, I didn't get any of it. So you guys can make a lot more than me. I didn't do any of it, and that's good, whatever. But uh, let E-Trade know they should add Benzinga News, okay, or Robinhood, and they should have more of it. And then send us an email to powerhour at benzinga.com with a screenshot, and we'll send you swag, even though we made you millions of dollars today. I mean, look at that move. Look at that move. All right, I have to hand off to Spencer. I got to go do an Ernst & Young interview. All right, for you're hopping in here, right, Jason. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.